Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D, Marky Davison, as always. How you doing, mate? I'm doing very well. Uh, as I was telling you off off the air, because I think we're on air right now, because I see live, so we're on air. Uh, <laughs> and welcome back to BTSC, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that the saying? Did I get it right? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, sweet. Well so I've been, been doing you. my... Big tick for you. <laughs> been doing my homework. Uh, I feel pretty good. Do you know why? Because I've been playing pickleball a lot, and I played yesterday two and a half hours, and I'm real. I just, I just feel good. I feel good, and because Kenny's back again. That's it, mate. So obviously, <laughs> we've been starting the show off the last few weeks with the injury report because this is kind yep. of one of the last ones you get before the game. Um, and so, look, basically, long story short, is everyone's in <laughs> except yeah. Witherspoon's doubtful, Pierre's questionable. I don't see that as a massive loss for Steelers. That's just me. And Sims is out. So Sims everyone out. else. Unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. So everyone else is kind of good to go. I kind of think it's funny with Sims out though, because obviously there was a lot of chatter during the week about Calvin Austin and like, you know, Canada saying he doesn't really know how to use him and people overreacted oh, no. to that. But at the same time, you're like, surely you know how to use him. But like Arthur Motes was talking about it and saying it's about whether he knows the playbook or not. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I just think if, Steven Sims is out this week. Whoever they're getting to fill in in terms of the punt and punt and return game, like this creates, I think, an opportunity maybe for Calvin Austin um, to work his way back in. But I don't know. It doesn't look like 
I haven't heard any news in the last 24 hours. I don't think he's been activated, but it just it might affect what happens next week. I don't know. Are they are they going to go back to a Chesky then? Is that what's going to happen for this game? I haven't seen anything in my quick Good. rounds of news this morning, but I yeah. don't know. It. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Not that it's you, like for one game, so, I'm okay with it. For who? Sorry. You'd think so, I guess, oh, okay. unless you've got Connor Haywood fielding the punt and you're hoping... Oh, that'd like be a... cool. Give Connor Haywood the ball. Yeah, especially any, after any chance, you, Any chance you can get. He's playing some good football, man. Yeah, I, I like what he's doing over that way. You know, I don't know if he can return punts, but I think for one game, if it's Osheski, I'm okay with that. But it sucks that Steven Sims is out because... I'm not like okay he... with it. I can test you. I'm not okay with it because for me, it, this goes back to that whole Ryan Switzer stuff where... We kept saying, oh, at least he catches the ball or, you know, he'll, he'll do better or he can't make, he can't fumble it or he can't stuff up the catch as many times. And <laughs> how many times did he do that? I don't know. I just think yeah, but if it's Seals only one... kinda, uh, they, Seals aren't a good enough team that they can afford a mistake like that right now. If it's only one game, though, it's all right. But it depends how long this injury is going to go for. Because Steven Sims ran that football back for, what, 87 yards? And then he, yeah, then he got chased right. down. But it was pretty fun to watch. And he got a good punt return, too, for about 20 yards. So... Um, that kind of sucks, but hopefully they got a plan to put someone else in place. Uh, you don't want James Pierre fielding the the kickoff again. You know what I mean? Well, he's, 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 he might be out, mate. <laughs> yeah, true. So, so. no, nah, it's, it's it's pretty good. I, I'm pretty positive about this team going into the big game versus Kenny Kenny versus Tua um, in uh, in uh, Miami, Florida. I'm, I'm pretty excited, man. And for us, it's at 11 a.m. <laughs> Let's go. We get to be awake. We get to be alive. We can like actually see the yeah, game. Yeah, it's hard time. though. I got, I got work. It's hard. Uh, it's cool and sick. Have some few beers. You'd be right. Uh, yeah, no, nah, not this week, mate. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to give an update on the Miami Dolphins um, injury report as well. Keon Crossan, cornerback, doubtful. Terran Armstead, questionable. That could be that could be helpful for us. That could be helpful for the league leader in sacks, Alex Highsmith. Xavier uh, Howard was had a veteran rest and a groin complaint. He's questionable. You think he play? Kata Kohu is questionable. He's a cornerback um, with an oblique injury. Now that's interesting because obliques that they're a pretty important muscle when you're twisting and turning. Um, he's a guy I talked about in War Room this week. I was a little bit surprised I, until I went actually and looked at the snap counts for Miami. I didn't realize how big an impact he's making for their secondary. So even if that's a name that most people are unfamiliar with. Uh, that's actually could be a, a decent loss for their defense. Um, Greg Little has an Achilles injury. He's questionable. That's a big issue if Armstead's out. Um, Emmanuel Ogba, who I always really like. I think he makes a big in, in, impact. He's got a back issue. He's questionable. You know, each back issues are all different depending on who it is. Um, obviously, we've seen Ogunjobi, you know, come have a back complaint last week, come out and play a great game against Tampa. Um, Skylar Thompson, uh, right thumb questionable. I mean, they've got two are back, so it is what it is. Jalen Waddle's shoulders questionable. You'd think you'd play, especially with two are coming back and they've a few, had a few losses. And then Christian Morkins has a hand issue. He's questionable. But I mean, you've only got one person in the doubtful, you know, designation right now. Um, so, you know, Miami are going to have a fairly fully healthy squad, I would have thought. Um, but I think I just, it's crazy how, like, every time we've talked about this over the last four weeks, there's a different... Up until this week, we weren't seeing any doubtfuls across teams. Now we're seeing doubtful. I mean, at least we don't have the stupid dash that's appearing. But 
question mm-hmm. like questionable versus doubtful why don't we just have a maybe <laughs> like or who wasn't knows that, wasn't I'm that a so movie sick of these designations wasn't there a movie called mrs doubtful was that what is that a thing doubtfire I got the wrong yeah. one. I, did yeah, I really say Mrs. Your, your analogy went up in flames there. <laughs> <laughs> Holy dooly. This is doubtful. That's great. All right, Mrs. moving Doubtfire. on. Some people find that movie really scary. I didn't, but... Scary? Why? Because she because she gets lit on fire or Robin Williams? No, like, the, it's just like, it's Robin Williams and he's in this old woman's costume, but he's actually a man and, like... I haven't seen it when for you a look, very long When time. you do look back on it, you're like... Oh, okay, but I mean, I love. I think Robin Williams is fantastic, and um, he was, he was rest great. in peace. Rest in peace to that comedic genius. Um, but anyway, moving on back to the back to the Steelers, uh, Mark. I think you know this game is kind of really interesting. With <laughs> this is doubtful, Jedi. I can't believe I said that. Actually, I I really I really That's thought it was called that. Now you are Mrs. Doubtful, right? Every time I really you thought it was criticism, You are Mrs. Doubtful. <laughs> she gets to the door and she's like, "Oh no, wrong door." She's like, "Oh, I'm not too sure if, I should, if these are the right kids or not." Uh, I, I really thought that was it. I'm sorry. I, I really thought that was the name of the movie. That's so good, Mrs. Doubtful. <laughs> Maybe there's a Mrs. Doubtful. You know, like the Mister Men. And little miss, yeah, I used to love the them, man. They were awesome. Maybe they were doubtful, but it would be little miss. They're probably. <laughs> oh my! I really, really thought I'd watched that as a kid, and obviously, I watched the wrong movie. Okay, back on track. Here we go, Kenny. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> as the title of today's show suggests, um, I was doing a bit of thinking, uh, like as I put together the War Room show this week that I also do on BTSC, and I. And I was hearing some of the storylines after that uh, over the next couple of days. And I was kind of thinking, this week's game is very much like we can always talk about a single swim game. Mm-hmm. Big time. And we can talk about the importance of every game. We can say this is must win or the Steelers, you know, don't go anywhere this season. And you can say that each and every week. And it's kind of also then dependent on how that team that you lost to or wins goes. But that being said, that being said, this week the Steelers have a chance to go three and four. So maybe, you know, if they're not going to beat the Eagles next week to, and I hope they do. And I'm not, I'm confident they're half a shot, but if the Steelers at least win, could win this game this week, they go into the bye with three, three and five. They only have to win five games, five or six games down the stretch. It, it's, it's, they're a chance, you know, as you like to say, Mark, you're saying there's a chance. There is chance. a chance, but if you lose yeah. this game, right. Oof. And you don't have a tiebreaker over a team like Miami, who, could be, you know, anywhere between eight and eleven wins. Um, this is this is probably, you know, you're up against it, right? At this point, you're, you're it's pretty wishful thinking. And then I think you lose this game, and then you're getting everyone calling out more about these supposed to trades for Claypool and all these different, you know, th- there'll be all these sort of the seasons. I over. think I think I started that like last year. I think I'm pretty sure oh, that was me. Oh, I think I told. I think we were talking about that off there. I think I was pretty strong on that after two seasons. Um, I'm like trade trade him trade him away. Like you know what I mean. I, like even before he had a good game. Yeah, we'll, like, come to that, we'll come away. to that. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. But I just I I guess hey, I, I do is, actually think for once this is a this is a single swim game. That's Aussie um, Glenn. G'day Aussie Glenn from Facebook. Aussie Glenn. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are Still you? Nation Australia. Yeah, He's right. Live, going from the live chat Facebook side from the audio, um, the audio listeners, good chance to catch the Dolphins while their pants are down. Agree. Glad we weren't part of the first three games against them. 100%. Um, 
But anyway, I want to go back to that point. What do you think? What do you think about that sort of notion that this is one of those single swim games of the season? Well, I think the best thing you said so far is if we can use a title every single week, that would cut down our time, you know, <laughs> trying to um, uh, think of titles. And that would be, well, imagine if our show was just called Single Swim. Wouldn't that be an easy, easy process every single week? Uh, no, it really is. Like, Well, in 10,000 years, we could do that because, you know, in 10, 000, <laughs> the magnetic poles are switching. So actually, <laughs> the Northern Hemisphere is going to be down under and we're going to be yeah. like top down. Oh, I don't know if you can call that top above well, i don't know did you so. did you write that title because the dolphins are swimming too and like i always think you know when i was a kid when i used to like choose games i would like you know steelers versus dolphins like who would win a piece of steel or a dolphin like easily if a massive bit of yeah. steel would crush a dolphin like there's no way a dolphin's beating a steel beam like let's be honest it's actually um, so funny like you I, I don't know whether that's an australian thing or that's a global thing someone tells in the live chat but like we're the same thing. Like, so you're my rugby league team in Australia is yeah. the Sea Eagles, right? Yeah. And there'd be teams that would be like, I had a mate that went for the Raiders, right? Which are like the bike, like a, they're, they're based on Vikings, um, different from Raiders in obviously Las Vegas who are more like Pirates. But and you'd be like, oh, Raiders can like, you know, kill a, a, an eagle. And I'm like, no, the eagle's going to like carry you away and like peck you to death kind of I thing. The and someone's like, and there's a team called the Storm. And then they were like, well, we're going to strike you down with lightning bolts. And you'd have these weird, yeah, like, it's almost like like fantasy, like comic book, like arguments about teams. It was really funny. I don't know. What, are the, what do you do with the Cleveland Browns then? How, what happens there? They're just Flush a helmet. Like they're, they're just a, they're like, uh, nah, have you, know, you seen that thing? Have you seen that thing where someone or that meme does rounds on social media once, once a year, where it's like, if you look at the Browns logo with the helmet, it looks like oh, a yeah. rabbit pushing a shopping cart. Yeah, I can't get that out of my head now. Like, oh, they're a joke. And Cause I don't really care. Cause I would love someone to explain to me the whole deal about this ugly leprechaun thing on the field that they've got. Oh, I, don't, the I, don't I, I think that was back it. from the 1960s or something like that. And they're, no, they're trying to bring it back. I don't know. But to answer your know, question man, from about, not a good look. about three minutes ago, um, <laughs> Steelers, Stink or Swim, it's, it's, it is, it, it is. Stink, a, stink or Swim. Did I, I should have done that instead of sink, <laughs> Stink or Swim. I love it. Two and five, right? Two and five looks bad. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, this it. is going down the pizza podcast route. Joe Devil says, well, <laughs> Superman versus Goku. Oh, that's hard. I wore a lot of Superman costumes as a kid, but I'm going Goku, man. Anyway, one for all the You know what? I never watched I never. I'm like the only person in the world who never watched Dragon Ball Z. I, I know. <laughs> Silence. Are you serious? I never watched it. No, I just wasn't. You know, there. I went to a Comic-Con a couple, of years, a couple of years back and they had all the Dragon Ball Zs on DVD and I was like, yeah, HD, I'm going to get it. That's going to be awesome. And each of the the seasons was like eighty bucks, and there's multiple. There's like seven or eight seasons. I was yeah. like, it must be six hundred bucks to get this all on box tape. Hell no. I never watched it because all my friends were watching, and I was like, I don't want to watch what they're watching, so I didn't watch it. Ah, it was a cool show, man. You missed out. Yeah, that, that's why every time, every single time I say that, that's everyone so says, good. everyone says you so missed good. out. I'm like, I just never watched it. So, anyways, to, to answer your question, go back five minutes. Um, <laughs> I would say. Pro, like it really is a lot of pressure on our Steelers. Let's think about it. Yeah, we, we got players coming back. They played really well um, against the Bucks. Like they took care of Tom Brady. I don't care if Tom Brady's older. Like like he's playing worse. However, they still took t- took care of Tom yeah. Brady at home. Um, they they were underdogs again. Uh, they they held him to one touchdown, field goals, uh, forced fumble by Highsmith. The defense stepped up. This to me is the game where there is the, you have to continue this momentum. 
you can't be chop and change the whole year because you will go eight and eight, seven and nine, or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Or seven yeah. and ten. If you do not tra- transform all, all the all the power and the, the confidence you had from that game from the Bucks, then it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing if you go yeah. and lose this game because then you got to then you got to go um, underdog again against the Eagles. Now, if you go and win this game, have a bit of fight. Like I thought, the players they all played pretty well. Claypool stepped up, Trubisky stepped up, uh, Connor Haywood, all those dudes. Man, had a good game, right? The offense needs to get better, running the football and doing all these things. But you need the confidence from this game to go into Miami and lay the smack down and walk out there with a win and say, you know what, we can do it. And why not? Because because you just showed what Tom Brady was is 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 going to be this year. And this this is a like a turning point. And I know in the season it's like we're not out of it yet, but this is a true turning point for our Steelers. Well, I've got another question for you. So. It's your third favorite topic outside of the Steelers and pickleball. And that is, wait for it, right? Last week, apparently, Brian Flores went out to the defense and said, forget all the technical schemes. Tom Brady's too good for that. Find a way to get to rush the quarterback, right? You need to put pressure for Tom Brady. And and that's what they did. And we saw that across the line. That's what Brian Flores said. Now, Brian Flores this week, knows the ins and outs and everyone's down, you know, Tomlin tried to downplay him knowing Miami and all the rest of it. But you saw what happened last year in the Miami um, Baltimore game and how much they blitzed their quarterback. See, it's Mark's favorite comment. Everyone watching live, you can see his reaction. If you're on the audio side, you missed it. But he's like, you know, come on, man. Right. I don't know where you're going with that. I have no idea where you're going. Flores is working with Austin and Tomlin on this week. I actually had no idea where you were going in that comment. Like, like dead set, no idea where that, where that was trending, you know? A bit like I loved my... your reaction. If you're on the audio side and you're listening, like, you know, not on when we're live right now on a Friday night, you got to down, you got to open the show, scroll to 15 minutes, and you got to see, you got to see Mark's reaction. It was a bit like, because I, I, I did said I had no idea where you were going, and a bit like my Twitter, you know, non existent. Um, anyways, but no, you're right. Cause I have, I've, I've, I've set a record that that was with a favorite, one of my favorite games to watch. It was yeah. fantastic, man. They had Holland, the safety blitzing that was showing eight people blitzing and then they will back off, uh, two and only send five. You know what I mean? They were going yeah. man to man and saying, Hey, Lamar Jackson, what can you do against us? Absolutely nothing. So, and that was like one of the most well coached games I've seen on defense. They blitzed like, I think 70 to 80% of the time and said zero yeah. blitz were coming after you. And they executed the play to a T and won that game. So I would love to see that. Now, can our players, I don't know if our players are in that same role to do that. Do we need TJ? Highsmith can do it, but do we need players? Um, do we need Terrell Evans coming down from the box and showing blitz? I want to see them get in their head and maybe they can do that because obviously Brian Flores worked there for three years. He must know some ins and outs to, to, to know the team. Sure, he well, must Tua said things. that. I mean, Tua said this week, he was like, he knows the, my weaknesses. He knows my strengths. Yeah, because he would have told him. <laughs> so I would love to see something like that, but then our players need to buy in as well. But do we see certain blitzes? Do we, I, I do miss the, the, the identity of, of uh, Blitzburg. We haven't really seen it the last few years. But if they can get home with four rushes and, and keep back more in zone coverage as well, we'll love to see that too. So I'm glad you did bring that up because it was, it was a, such a, a fun game to watch. And to me, that was a game of 2021. Yeah, and, and and the other one I wanted to bring up as well, because if they're going to play that sort of defense, I mean, if they are going to play that sort of defense, the the person that's coming to major play here is going to be Terrell Edmonds. Um, Terrell Edmonds had a fantastic week last week. Did I, he? but 
I've had this narrative now for about two seasons, two to three seasons. You know this. Like, he, people say, oh, you should have been a first-round pick. He's a fantastic first-round pick. He beats the average AV, or if you look at pro football reference, for safeties drafted 2012 <clears throat> to 2019. And an AV is, a, if for those that are unfamiliar, uh, pro football reference give a score based on statistical output, which is weighted against the best players at that position in the league. He's up there. Like, so he's actually on paper, he's actually done everything he needs to do. And I said this on Twitter with Chris Carter this week of Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I replied to one of his tweets about Edmonds. The funny thing with Edmonds is, if you actually look at it, he wouldn't have got those numbers if he wasn't available. I know that's like every player, but because he just plays a sheer large amount of games, like he's rarely injured, he's actually able to consistently improve and get better and make an impact throughout a season. And so when Mike Tomlin actually says his best ability is availability, it, like it literally is. And you saw that last week when he wasn't in the game right. against like, fantastic. you know, like um, Josh Allen. And then you see him like last week and the impact he makes. Surely the Steelers are giving him four or five million a year in this off season and just signing him up for four or five years. Like, he, to me, he played fantastic last week. He, he led with uh, 10 tackles. I think he got two tackles for a loss. Pardon? I don't, I don't think so. He's taken, he's having a dig at me. Sorry for the audio silence, guys, but that was Stab the Steelers, your mate, uh, Daniel J, who does uh, podcasts. He's, now he's been fired, actually. Just news in. Daniel J's been fired for the worst take <laughs> on ever. Norwood had a better game because he knows that Norwood's my guy. I've got this jersey in the background. I'm a 21. Right. Oh, that's an awkward one. I didn't know that they did. <laughs> oh, that's a backward Tom. Is that a backward Bradshaw? <laughs> no, I think he's. I think he's having a go. He said Norwood had a better game. Maybe he did, but no. I, but he knows that. Uh, uh, Edmonds is integral. Edmonds organizes this defense. I, like, I'm a fan of Edmonds. He did play well. I really think. I think he played well, and uh, I, I can't wait to see again, yet again, Edmonds. Maybe he had ten maybe... combined tackles. A tackle for loss, 100 of the snaps. Yeah, and also seeing hopefully Minka comes back too. If Minka's back as well, like healthy against uh, two on the defense, like that's his old team as well. I can see if they can if they can stop the big passes, like like because Tom Brady couldn't get down the field, we have a chance for the short game and 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 you know let them go up the field and get the get the field goals, but don't let them do anything else because uh, Terrell has been playing really well, and I wouldn't mind seeing them lock him up as well for uh, you know two safeties back there for the next what four or five years. It'll be great. Well, I, exactly. And you go back to the whole, you know, Clark and Polamalu situation, yeah. right? So, like, um, just the reverse in terms of, you know, where they're spending the money on each position. So, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. But I wanted to bring up that point because I think, you know, I don't think Flores has completely designed this defense for this week on his own. But I, like, I, I just, I I love it. I love the matchup that's coming this week. But like, if you love defense, giving, it's going to oh, be awesome. Yeah. Surely he's giving some insight, though, to the team because he did work there for three years. There are going to be some secrets you have about this team. And they still have a uh, similar personnel. Or they have the, the tours there as well. So if yeah. they can figure out his weaknesses and really exploit that, this could be an even game where then Kenny, because the, the, the Dolphins don't know much about Kenny Pickett. They've only been, they've only seen him like six, uh, six quarters or yeah. whatnot. So, this could be something where I'm hoping for a big game from Kenny Pickett and really lay the smack down on the defense. But I'm, yet again, I'm getting super hyped because of last week, how well they played in the adversity that they struggled. And we talked about it, you know, last week, like, like, like pushing through that. 
And if they go on to be single swim moment right now, if they go to be uh, three and four with a shot against the Eagles where we were meant to lose that game again, it's I, I would love to see them win this game at least. At least win this game. Oh, 100%. I mean, I do... I have to say, I shared a clip with Jeff Hartman, um, obviously senior editor of BTSC the other the other day, of Mike McDaniel's because he did this really funny press conference. <laughs> I really, I yeah, can't he showed like me that him. one too, actually. Yeah, yeah, I sent that one to you too. Yeah, yeah I thought I did. I, I can't really <laughs> like him. I think he's hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> I actually, I, I can't wait to when I watch his press conferences. Um, I mean, wasn't he, wasn't he, he reacts. annoyed about answering the uh, to a concussion protocol question over and over or something he said? It was pretty funny, yeah. And then there was the whole thing. I missed the start of how this narrative came out, but a a whole thing around the um, the ping pong table or something. And then he was like, he was basically like, "Yeah, I agree with him, but we're not here to talk about ping pong table." Like, it's just, I don't know. He's a funny guy. He's just like, he's he's just a good bloke. Anyway, um, go. Oh, the media to me just they they. They turned it into a drama, even this week with the, the QB1 controversy, the Matt Canada um, getting called out by Chris Boswell, which to me, it's a non-story, right? But they, they don't make that. He definitely drama. did. I know people are saying there's someone else in the frame. Oh, 100, <laughs> right? As I said on I said on the BTC Slack channel, like he, if you watch the clip, he waits till he's kind of in the hallway so that like if he turned around right. like, who said that kind of thing, like... That's awesome. Man. I don't know. As I, as I like suggested that, I'm like, I kind of, that's something I'd do too. Like, <laughs> yeah. But that to me, it's like, it's, 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 we all know that Matt Cannon is bad. It's not, it's not, it's not, we're not we're here. It's not, not breaking news that Matt Cannon is a bad offense. So I'm kind of glad <laughs> if, if it was. And how many games has Canada won? Boswell's won heaps of games. With yeah. <laughs> it's true. Boswell's yeah, the one man. that kicks it through the goalpost, man. Boswell might have more points actually. Then uh, the Canada offense may possibly. Yeah, I think it's 40, 46 oh, points. Oh, oh, that's a good call. I'll go find that one out for you right now. Well, yeah, we only I'm, had what one one touchdown to a wide receiver. We've had the, actually. I looked up yesterday. We've had nine touchdowns. So what's that times six? Uh nine times six is fifty-four. Right, Boswell's got forty. I think forty-four points because we have like about uh, ninety something points in total. So it's ten less. So it's ten. Yeah. Less. So that. So there you go. Now, if you want to look it up as well, um, um yeah, I'm, I'm having a look now. I'm pretty sure it's it's nine touchdowns for the offense in total, right? Of course, you get the extra points for Boswell. Boswell's been kicking the field goals. I'm pretty sure he's he's, he's right behind in points because we've only scored, I think, about 98 points for the season. That's just off my memory from a he's what, got what a I field yesterday. goals at 33, and then he's got eight extra points, so that'll give him 41. Right, so he got 41 points, but how many? So. So nine touchdowns, you said is what what something fifty something points. So he's only about ten behind. Yeah, but how many rushing touchdowns did they have? I think you got to look up too. No, that's that's in total. So so uh, nine. Oh, okay, four, yeah. four, eight. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, it's 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 very fifty six. Yeah. Anyway, he's like he's like twelve points behind. He's less than two <laughs> touchdowns behind the offense. Come on, man. And we're six games through the season. Come on. You and I shouldn't even be you shouldn't even have to compare that. No. <laughs> like that metric, that's the metric we gotta follow, <clears throat> right? Is how close Boswell stays in line. Which you know what? I'll have to create a chart this week that we can show live. Well, you should show. because it should be like it really should be Boswell should be getting <laughs> Just one show this point trend to, line. What one point to every every six points, right? So he should be five behind every time, but he's not. He's he's about oh, two behind. Man. 
So oh, that made me feel really, really average about this offense now. Oh he's, my god, it is bad. They've scored, I think, yeah, under under 100 points in in um in six games. So, so the offense, I think the the offense is is either eight touchdowns or nine. I believe there is three, uh, five running and four no, two rece- two receptions, two TDs, one to one to Claypool and one to Najee Harris. And Boswell, so we had Feitner. Did we have Feitner for two years? Haley's last year was 17, wasn't it? I'm not too sure. I'm sure. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was 70. Yeah, it was 17. Yeah, it was. Todd Haley. I just want to find out the, the difference. But keep talking. I'm going to find out the difference here. This is just, no. So, so, so I found it right. <clears throat> so, sorry for if, if it's yeah. if it's more stat driven, guys. But I found it. So, touchdown scoring. We have scored nine total. Okay. Nine yeah, but the offense has only got eight. The offense yeah, has only got I, eight. Yeah, I got you. Three for yeah. Harris. Uh, Najee Harris has three. Kenny Pickett has two. Frymouth has one. Claypool has one. And Trubisky has one. So the, the offense has eight touchdowns, right? So whatever eight times six is, that's your points. And then the scoring-wise, uh, Chris Boswell has... Uh, what does he have? I think... Oh, where did I lose it? He's got 11 field goals and eight extra points. So, 41 or so. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. (laughs) I can't believe you've, like, warped my mind about this. Is like This is the stat that I'm going to look at from now on. This could be called a touchdown under stat. So, what I can tell you is that in Todd Haley's offense in 2017, which we know was a great year for the offense, the offense scored 228 points, right? And Boswell had... 35 times three is 105 um, plus 37. He had 142 points. So there was almost a hundred point gap between the so two. So really Boswell <laughs> calling out Matt Canada. There's a lot to that. 100%. So you, are you saying that Boswell should be our offensive coordinator? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm just saying I don't care if Boswell calls out the coordinator. I think he's right because to. a lot of, a lot of people would be saying, well, why would the kicker call out a coach? But he's got all the right to because he's scoring most of the points. He's scoring what 50, 50, almost forty five percent of the points. Well, think about this: until this season, mm-hmm. Boswell didn't need to kick a Heinz Field record to help yeah. him win the game. Oh, that's great too, by the way. That, that is fantastic. I'm, I'm yeah, so that's gone under the right? radar a few weeks back. Oh, that went man. way under the radar. 59 yarder for Boswell. I'm so close to buying his At jersey, man. Field, man. Oh, His number, I love his number too. And if, for us, we could get Wizard of Oz on the back. Like, because that's like. I, I I think he's, so, yeah, so starting where we went from before, like, you know, him calling at Canada, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of merit to it when you think about it. If you're scoring all the points, you know. Yeah, great one last in the live chat. Yeah, that's 228 points, not including. They had um 12 touchdowns and they're in on the rushing side and they had um 29 passing touchdowns. Is that is that I'll ask you a question? Is that a, that's a worrying trend, isn't it? Knowing that your offense has only had one receiver touchdown and three running to you to sorry, three three touchdowns to your running back. That's four in six games. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty bad, isn't it? That's pretty bad, man. And yet Matt Canada sits back and says, everything's fine. We need to improve a little bit. You need to improve oh, a lot. Mate, it's the ratio. <laughs> I, I can't do that maths while we're doing on a podcast, but the, the ratio of that, I'm going to give an updated. We're going to have a ratio going forward, but it's like, you know, right now, I think it's oh. something like 
three to two. It's like three to two if you look at Haley, and if you look at right now, it's like six to eight or something. It's I just, I just atrocious. found the best stat that, that's that's going to probably end end this conversation, not the podcast, but the conversation. So Chris Boswell is averaging six point eight, uh, six point eight points per game, and our offense is averaging sixteen. So. 10, 10 point like there's a four point yeah game. but that's a little bit that's a little bit subjective though because that's that's averaged against the number of games versus if you look at <laughs> dust thunder straight away in the live chat fire Matt Canada exactly but he's like it's pretty bad man they need to get better and I, I think a lot of skills players just like, like forget because the Steelers have done played sorry I didn't mean to talk you Steelers have played average red zone offense right so Boswell's got a new plan he's just like guys. We're just going to get within 40. I kick the goal. We go again. And we just see how many goals. As long as the defense stops them and we kick like 10 goals, we're fine. Dude, That's how they're going to the, get to 30 what points. What do the quotes say? Because the more I think about it now, the more you, the more you talk about it, it makes a lot of sense. What do you say? We won. Yeah, said, not because, you it, not not because of game, you. I think. Yeah, well, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't because of you. It wasn't because of you. And that makes but a lot of sense. But at the time, he had two field goals in that game. I'm sure he did. They had yeah. 20 points. Yeah. And I guess extra points too. So he's getting points in there. You know, Boswell is, is key to to our team too. I'm so glad we signed. Actually, him. you point that you point that out right then because against he, that means he had eight out of the twenty points. Man, hmm. how about this well, one? How about this one? Did Matt Canada score any points? Did Matt Canada score any points against Buffalo? No. Did Chris Boswell? Yes. <laughs> Hey man, I just you know the offense gets him there to the to the to the line, right? But still, at the same time, this offense is struggling. Does it? And Sometimes I, the defense does. When the defense, like the defense, well, has. A- if you did like the, the the pro next gen stats, where you find out what they had for lunch before, but like you could go down that you know Minka Fitzpatrick got I think uh, uh, two interceptions will put him in, put him in close range for TDs, right? For the Trubisky one, so there hasn't been. I've only really seen one drive from this offense, and that was the Kenny Pickett drive. You know, I've now have not really seen a real good drive. And maybe the last drive from Trubisky where they, they they killed the four minutes. Other than that, it's been turnovers or Chris Boswell going, you know what, I can do a 60-yarder. Let's go. So, hey, they, and they need to step up because the players, like skillful players, but the offensive coordinator is just not cutting it. And, and I think everyone around, around uh, Steel Nation Worldwide knows that. And then something needs to happen. But it won't. It yeah. won't. It won't happen. Not too after season. Uh, it's just funny, man. It's just funny. I like <laughs> it. Cracks me up, man. It absolutely. Cracks but it, me but up. it makes sense now that yeah, now that um that video came out, it does make a lot of sense if if it was him pointing. And also, there's nothing wrong with that. To me, in, but in who else would he? Like Everyone's just like, oh, he didn't say that's kind of. Who else did he? Say? Who else did he say it to? <laughs> I don't know. But there's nothing wrong if he did say it. There's nothing wrong with it, right? To me, there's nothing wrong with it. It's like. So, you know, you, you should be calling out players in that scenario. You know what I mean? And also, like, the other big news was Deont- Deontay um, and Trubisky. Nah, fight- I, didn't, I didn't believe that. They they told him before that. I reckon the fight happened after that where, like, Deontay, there would have been something that had gone on and Deontay's, you know, probably had some comment under his breath about, you know, thank goodness kind of thing. And then and then that's caused the argument. That That's more likely to me than... You know, and then that, I, I they went up. They went up to him on the sideline. They went up to pick it on the sideline at halftime. Yeah, but I, I don't mind the the way that Trubisky, you know, stood up for himself and said, "You know what, mate? It's not just all on me or whatever." You know, I, I like that. You know, yeah. And Deontay's got to, you know, throwing stones in glass houses or catching stones in glass houses. <laughs> like, you wouldn't trust him, would you? 
You wouldn't, you wouldn't trust him if you, if your life, you know, you're 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 gonna throw him your keys and it's over a grate and you're like, are you just, you're gonna you're gonna catch this? Yeah, mate, I got this, and it goes right through down to the grate. Like you wouldn't do yeah. it. You, yeah. you would not trust. him. You wouldn't all. let him hold. Put it this way: this is my new saying for him. You wouldn't let him hold your baby. No, do you mind? You know, oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh no, it's in the air. <laughs> he just he starts blaming Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> clearly like, drops the baby, and then that's all like, Trubisky's fault. That's no, what Trubisky looks- probably said to him. Trubisky probably said that to him because Trubisky just had a baby. He's like, I wouldn't even let you hold my baby. That's probably what. That's yeah. how the argument started. Hey, and that's got a lot of merit to it as well. You wouldn't, you know, I, I, I just, I just imagine. Imagine I know if we're we going started off, that. Imagine if we started that trend. Someone I know we're going off real off, off track here, but I really just imagine Trubisky throwing his baby a tight spiral, like to <laughs> to uh, John T. Johnson's hands. Like, I, I just, I don't know where we're going. Okay. Ah, uh, classic. But I mean, the other thing about it too is that like Deontay's got to be careful because, you know, the steals are going to. If, if this continues, I mean, I don't think they can get rid of him without copying a massive dead cap hit, but um, they can they can later on. Um, so after this, you know, after next season, so the, he he's got to be careful. Um, I'm just glad put it put it put that aside and put the Claypool trading trade stuff aside. I'm just glad we have got George Pickens, man. Yeah, he's a, he's an excellent. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine we didn't have Pickens, and then the, where would Oof. we be at with all of this? Oof. Right, be hard. He can But I want to go over the defense because you and I like talking defense. Oh we yeah, talk a lot about the offense. We talk a lot about the offense in general this season. Mm-hmm. Where do you see them providing the difference to help the Steelers win? So basically, what I mean is, where <laughs> do they need to hone in on? And I know it's easy to say rush tour and all the rest of it, but like. What do they need to shut down, or who do they need to shut down to win this game? They need, they need to shut down those receivers. Waddle and Tyreek Kill have over twelve hundred yards between them, right? In six games, right. they need to shut those two dudes down. They need to play the exact similar way to they play the Bucks, when don't let anything up big. And I believe that Edmonds and Minka can do that. I, I'm I'm seeing a big game from Minka. This is Sunday night football for Minka. He plays. You remember that tackle he had on the Ravens? Uh, uh, pass catch. I don't know who it was on on prime time or whatever it was. Knocked him out of bounds. Fantastic. I see a big game for Minka and the secondary as well. They got to back it up. They have to back yeah. it up. In, in in reality, you played so well against against um, Mike Evans and those crew. Uh, Arthur Millette called at the locker room and he backed it up. Did he not? You know the for, the former Jet, the veteran over 100%. there. Who would have thought it would have been Arthur Arthur Millette? Um, you know, having a spark for this defense, saying, you know what, I love what are it. we all? I love what are, it. Me too. What are we all doing, guys? While we're playing music, we sh- we we shouldn't be happy. We should be pissed off because he's been through some bad times with the Jets, right? And and now you have a good team, a great defense, or can, could be a great defense, and they're playing like like they're a high school football team. So, and I believe that Ogan Joby stepped up too. Yep. Miles Jack leads tackles. He's playing fantastic. These guys are starting to buy in. And I believe they're just starting to communicate. And holding Tom Brady to one t- TD is fantastic. So let's do the same. Don't let them burn us. Don't let them burn us with the easy, easy completions to Tyreek Hill that zooms past you. I reckon they've got a plan for him, man. They're going to plan for the the. the they got a plan. They got a plan. Have to. I'm worried if they've got the offensive plan to take care of what the defense offers, what Miami's defense looks like. 
But something new in, in, in all our live shows now, we've got to go, cut to a break to our sponsor. We'll be right back in three seconds. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. Sorry about that little sponsor break, but sponsors are important. Um, so, Mark, I like we were talked there about in terms of like the schematics and what they've got to do on the defensive side. Um, Want to get the live chat involved in this as well? So, chuck your thoughts in here, and we'll bring them up. Um, but I want to give a few over and unders this week to sort of gauge Ooh. how you're really feeling about this week's game. Well, let's go over and under two a touchdowns, two and a half. Under because if we if they goes if he gets three we win they they win. Under. Because <laughs> Matt Canada can't score. Um, Pretty much. It's all, it's all balls. Under, under. Over and under for Kenny Pickett, two throwing touchdowns or passing touchdowns. Oh, I want to see a breakout game, but I'm going to say under. You know what I'm saying? I want to see a breakout game, but I don't think so. Alex Highsmith, one and a half sacks. Over. Over. Ooh. I think, I think, I think, Ooh. I think, I think. Jay Devil's with you. Jay Devil's with you. I think in that scenario there, two is going to be running around crazy. I think, I think Highsmith is fast enough to chase him down. I really do. Okay. Uh, what about um, Bush and Mars Jack combine for three tackles for a loss over or under? Over. If they play that. They play that scheme, that scheme that that Flores can implement to a certain degree. By who they don't know who they're going to send, I can say over. So okay. so far, the Miami Dolphins are scoring what ten points. <laughs> Terrell Edmonds one force fumble over or under. He he gets involved, doesn't he? One force fumble. He de- he definitely gets involved. And you know what? I think our I think our our cornerbacks in our secondary is more physical than their receivers. I'm going to go over. Okay. Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, 1.5 um, over under past breakups, past offenses, whatever you people want to call them. Under. I don't think they'll go his way. They won't go his okay. way, but they, but he'll try and get himself in the play. Okay. What about turnovers over or under for this defense? Two. I would love to see it. I'm, I'm so biased. I can't I can't hold it back. Over. I just can't hold it back. I'd love to see a three or four turnover game. Why not? Mink is back. You know, the, 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 I just want to see it. All right. Chase Claypool over or under 80 yards. 
80 yards? Yeah, Under, receiving only. Receiving only. He's not getting 80 yards. No way, Jose. No offense. He had a, he had a really great game, but he's not getting 80 yards. All right. Over or under Pickens, one TD. Ooh, he's, is that his first TD? That would be. Pickens no. to Pickens first. Yeah, yes, come on. Sunday Night Football. Um, Pickens to Pickens. Where legends are made, man. I'd say over. He gets one. All right. Um, <laughs> Boswell. So, so far, so Boswell, far everyone... Boswell. Boswell. Uh, Boswell, three field goals over and under. Wait, just one second. So far, everyone's doing pushes, right? I'm, I'm already losing my money because I'm <laughs> like, I'm either going one or the other. I'm losing my money either way. Uh, sorry, Boswell over what? Sorry, what? Three field goals. Three. <sighs> I hope. No, I'm going to go under. I hope that he's. I hope. I hope we don't see him. Only for extra points. Under. Okay. Um, Connor Haywood. Over 30 yards receiving over or under. Oh, they have to go over. You saw how well he played last week. If they don't use him in this offense, they're, they're, they're silly. Actually, they are crazy if they don't use him. Okay. Pat Freemuth with an either, either or. One TD, one TD, or plus 45 yards. <sighs> 45 yards, I think. Okay. I'd say that's so. All I make, got. <laughs> that's all I got for That's it. a hard. That last one's a hard one because if, if it's forty-five yards, I got a feeling the Steelers are playing pretty well by then. If they're using, oh, him, I got the other way. I think if he's got a TD, I think they're playing pretty well because they're playing good red zone offense. If they've got to uh, throw okay. forty-five yards, they're chasing him in the fourth. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. So, what if he got a 44-yard 44, 44 TD? <laughs> <laughs> then you double hit. <laughs> It's like a push, but it's like the reverse push where you get it still. Did you just make those up? Yeah, on the fly. You could you could be a betting market right there. That's um the Quapel one, I would say that's a that's a hard one, but I would say under 80 yards is well, right, but... with receiving too, because you gotta think that probably he's probably into a sweep or something like that. Or oh, it, it it counts the the, the Matt Canada. No, I said I said receiving only, but if you but oh. if you included like total yards, then yeah, yeah, I mean 80s. You can uh, see it. You can see that. You can see the path to that. You didn't. You didn't name Deontay. Did you name Deontay Johnson in that list? No, because I don't no. trust him to catch my baby. <laughs> I don't have a baby, but you know. Oh man! Did you ever used to yell that when you were a kid? Hey, don't drop this, and you throw you throw someone at, uh, a ball or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I what, fake. What I fake. You know, it's funny. I, I fake th- throwing the ball to my dog all the time, and then so he'll like half run and turn around. He's like, "Where's the ball?" But if you do it like once and you try and do it within the like later on that day, he'll be like, "Nah," like he knows. <laughs> all right, let's let's break it down. What do you think is the overall problem with with his his catching style? You know, you've played some from rugby. What's the got? What's the idea about DJ? Is there is there something he's missing? Is he is he when you've watched tape, right, or watch highlights, what do you think is the reason why you can't catch it? It's hard. It's a really, really good question. Um, and I'd love to be able to say I'll come back next week with a, with a clear answer with some examples of why. But the thing I think with DJ is that, and this is why I never thought, remember we, like if we, and I said this a couple of the last few weeks in a row, but remember when, Earlier on the season, they were talking about his deal, and I said he's just not a twenty million plus a year wide receiver. He's just not. Look, he can run routes really well. 
He can get separation deeper in the like you know at the at toward the end of the route. He's a pretty quick guy, right? But and he can make some fantastic catches. I think there are some athletes out there that do struggle just in general. Doesn't matter what position, what sport, they tr- struggle with consistency, right? Mm-hmm. And and that consistency is a big like. I don't know if people watch tennis out there. Andy Murray's one of those players. There, there are uh, different teams around the world, like different sports people that, that struggle with this consistency. There are golfers that'll win a PGA tournament and then they won't win for like, you know, years and then they'll win like a major and everyone's like, where did that person come from? Right? Consistency is the hardest thing in sport. I mean, we see with the Steelers week in, week out. So I think there's a little bit of that involved. I think as well with Deontay is I think sometimes he overthinks things. And then sometimes I don't think he pays enough attention. And so there are some routes I see when he drops a catch where he's overshot it or he stopped too early or the the, the timing is just not in sync. And it's kind of interesting with, when you think about big Ben and he had some early success with Deontay, then he had the season out injured. Then there was like the, I think it was the first three or four games when he was back when it wasn't doing that well, but Deontay did really well with like, Mason and he did all right with with Duck. I think those guys have specifically target him. I think those guys as well. You know, Deontay's the sort of play you want to give the ball in space to. And when you think about the way this offense has been set up with this quick fire passing, that's a harder thing to do, right? Because he's receiving the ball as soon as he's hit the route. So if he's a player that occasionally overshoots it, undershoots it, is not quite in the right position, is mentally not quite there you're going to see drops. And so like, I I think this is more on him than other people. I think, I don't know who, who I heard say this um, recently, but I, I, I was listening to some show that I know, I know someone said it, which was Deontay would be the league's best number two if you had a number one, right? right. And I think to me, that's what I like about Pickens so much is like right. the, I know it's potential, but I'm sitting there going, you know, when I, when when we were talking about him with Mitch before, I pulled up his number of over the cap. He's really expensive to cut, so you're not going to do that, right? Um, particularly if you move Claypool, and I don't think they're going to do that. If they win, that's all I will say on that, actually, on Claypool. If they win this week, they're not trading Claypool because they're in it with a shot. They lose this right. week, I don't know, maybe. Um, all bets are off. That's why I think this is one of those sink and swim games. But going back to Deontay, if you take the pressure off him having to play against a top, the, the other team's best cornerback, which in this league, particularly in the AFC, where they prioritize that, if you look at all the top quarterback, mm-hmm. cornerback, sorry, like I think he he can do really well, but he's not the dependable Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, you know, sort of yeah. player that's gonna that's gonna catch the ball every time, right? He's just not that guy, but. You know, you, they know him by now. And so, you know, you've got to work out how you're going to be in a position to be successful with him where he can get open. Um, I mean, this is why, you know, if they do move Claypool, I hope they find a way to bring like Juju back in the offseason, right? Imagine if you had Pickens, um, well, Deontay, you, you and, and Juju, because Juju, I, I did, because you could have hmm. Juju taking those slot, the, you know, those, those passes in the slot or in the slants. DJ can do like these awesome routes and drag routes and run across the field and all the rest of it, wheel routes and all those sorts of things. And then you've got Pickens that can go down the field and just you know, and catch anything, right? And get you the first, you know, get you across the sticks. 
So going back to it though, I think the problem that it's like a triple layer problem. It's the consistency. It's that I think, you know, catching is clearly out of all things he does. That's great. Catching can be suspect sometimes. Like it's funny. If you go to like a Madden rating, his catch rating would be like an 80, but his spectacular catch would be like a 90. You know, like he's just got this ability. You can't, you can't get the easy ones, catches. but you get the hard ones, right? Exactly, right? And yeah. I, I kind of get it. Like I could always solve the hardest math problems when I was at school, but I couldn't get the easy ones. My dad used to sit there and go, I don't know how this is possible. Because um, you've got this question right and this one. You know, you just sit there and you're like, how is this possible? But I think that the this these issues are exacerbated by the fact of the Matt Canada offense where it's this, and even Randy Featon, where it's this short, like quick fire mm. passing. And a guy like, Deontay, it, it, you've got to be more instinctual with that. And I think that's why you're seeing a guy like Pickens do well. And that's why you've seen Claypool struggle is that that's why you see Framers do well. It's this instinctual, how are you going to respond in that moment, right? Um, like I think about Martavis Bryant and imagine if you had him in this offense, right? Like that would be, that would be tremendous. Um, so I guess, you know, I know that's a long-winded way of saying it, but I do think it's a triple layer problem. And I think... <laughs> I think some of it's on Deontay and some of it's not. And that's why you see games where he does really well and you see games where, you know, he doesn't do so well. I mean, what is it? Is this, isn't the statue that he's had no more his season highs less than 65 yards on the season so far? It's, uh, it's a long way of saying he can't catch, <laughs> you know? It's not but that he, he can't catch. I, I wouldn't, I, I would never go as far as to say that. But the catches that he makes in B, like there are some catches that he didn't make against KC. And Juju Smith-Schuster's come back from a shoulder injury and been out for like 10 weeks of the year. And he makes those catches into traffic. And you sit mm. there and you're like, really? But I don't know. Like, I think for the cost you know of what you know- Juju... Well, the cost of what Juju is, and the Steelers, in fairness, didn't have Pickens on the roster. They didn't know what he would be at the point in time. But if you look at the cost value of Sh- Sh- Smith-Schuster and, and, and Deontay... I'm going Juju every time. It's not just because I love Juju. I just, I honestly, is there a, po- is a possibility a defense or on offense like this changes the game bigger than what Deontay will do week in week out. So there, is there a possibility in the off season that Juju can come back? You think if it, if it does, if things line up. Yeah. But if KC do really well, would he like, and, and remember mm. Kelsey's getting older and they've got like, they've got a much more spread offense. Would he, yeah. would he want to come back? Not sure I think he'd might. love to close his career out here. Um, I think he'd be. I think he'd be fantastic with Kenny Pickett, yeah, right? and Good a refreshed O line, right? I think he's just the sort of wide receiver that Kenny Pickett needs. I think if he, if Kenny Pickett had been drafted the year before, right, and obviously Kenny needed a big college year to be drafted as high as he was, but if Kenny had been drafted the year before, I know these are if buts and whens. Oh, Juju would have stayed. I mean, there are people right now that if the Steelers only win six games and mocking Jordan Addison to the Steelers to be the like to, to do what they've done with Tour and Waddle, to do what they've done with um Burrow and, and Jamar Chase. Now I if we get that higher pick, I want to take a top quality corner. I don't want I don't want to take a, a wide receiver. But I, I see the logic there. And and if I look at Addison and I look at the short passing game and that's what Kenny Pickett will need as a rookie to be successful, that's important. And that I think is a problem with the offense right now. They don't have like Pickens does it, you know, outside the numbers but in the short passing game. But Pickett needs someone that's going to go over the middle, time up, like, and catch nine and a half mm-hmm. out of 10 balls, you know, or 95% of those, or even 90% of those. Deontay's not that guy. 
That's a that's why free move is so integral to the yeah. Audience. Get free move involved. But miss, Michael miss G says move. that as well. Michael G is exactly like you and I are on the same page. Pickens and Frame is the focus, and Chase and DJ can complement. You know, um, that's it, right? Like, it's yeah, it's a great question. Um, but it's it's like football. It's like when people say, "How do you, is it?" You know, is the Steelers going to win based on their offense or the defense? Like, it's a complementary game. Like, is the defense going to be on the field for a million snaps a game, or are they going to, you know, have a normal? Are the Steelers going to dominate possession? Like, these are the these, that, and- there's no. But I don't think. I would stick by it. I don't think DJ at the extra money he's going to get paid over the next two years is 30% better than Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think what Juju would offer someone like a Kenny Pickett would be more beneficial to this team. But that's, yeah, that's just me. You got a winner for this game? You, you, you're choosing a, choosing a side or what? Uh, it's hard. I mean, I like that defense from Miami. Um, I gotta say, but man, I'm riding with the Steelers, baby. You go and beat Tampa at home. Like you got a rolling. You got Kenny Pickett. You got Freeman's back. Like they got a bit of, they got a bit of swag. But if they lose, if they lose this game by like, and not just lose the game, but they're, yeah. you know, at any, it's less about the points. So you can play badly and come within seven points of them or whatever. But. If it if you don't walk out of this game with confidence as a fan, then it's back, back to square one. It's back to square one. I mean, look, I think they'll do better against the Eagles than, than what they did against Buffalo. But and like, but mm. I think the Eagles have also. I think the Eagles are priming themselves for a couple of big losses, and the Eagles are a team. I said this. I was talking to someone actually in the street recently. He's a big Colts fan. I know his dog likes playing with my dog, and and um we got talking and somehow NFL came up and, and we're, well, I ended up talking for like half an hour kind of thing about it. But I said to him, the Eagles are one or two injuries away from being a really bad team. Like one injury on their O-line, one injury in the secondary, like they got a problem. Um, you know, and that could happen this week before the Steelers even play them. But I think, if yeah, as I say, if the Steelers can't win this game and back it up, then things are going to get really tough really quickly. And, and they're... Problems and those storm clouds around the Steelers are just the, the pressure's gonna dial up. They just got to play a, a very competitive game, and if they lay the duck egg like the thirty-eight to three, the Buffalo Bills, and to me, it's back to square one. You had a really good win against uh, Brady, and it's time to use that momentum, go forward, and yeah, just show up and show out. And I think I think it's gonna be a big game for for Pickett and the and the receivers because Claypool mm-hmm. knows what he can do now. I, I really think. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, the Eagles are on a buy. Yeah, the week. Eagles are on a buy. I just realized that as I said all that. But anyway, someone can still get injured at training. It, it happens. <laughs> happens. People get injured injured celebrating. Well, Leo, Leo must have got injured at training. Yeah, like or aggravated, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think with that, that's going to wrap up this week's Steelers Alrighty. touch down under. I'm Matty Peveril with Marky D. As always, Mark, go Steelers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.